0: It's time for All Things Gardening with Charlie Nardozi, brought to you by Vermont Victory Greenhouses and Gardener Supply. And this week's episode is a little bit different because Charlie Nardozi is traveling abroad and has this dispatch from India.
1: Hi, Mary. I'm in northern India. At a meditation center, but while I'm here, I thought I might check out a local garden center and nursery. So I'm up in Himachal Pradesh, which is a similar latitude to North Florida. So it's kind of like a zone eight or nine, but I'm also at 5,000 feet in elevation. So the plants that they grow here can be some that would be subtropical plants that you would find in a warmer climate and ones that we would recognize. That elevational change makes it cooler so that the nights can get below freezing in the winter. This year it's been very sunny, very dry they're in a drought actually um, and not really warm temperatures Uh, it's been really good for a lot of cool season vegetables Uh, they grow a lot of the things that we would be growing in april and may uh, in our gardens in vermont Uh, things like lettuces and kale cabbages broccoli cauliflower all the root crops uh, are in the markets right now and some traditional indian vegetables too like fenugreek Fenugreek leaves are delicious when you mix them with potatoes. There's a dish called alumeti that I particularly love. That is that combination um, that is stir fried together and tastes really great uh, with some chapatis and some rice and some Indian dal. But you're also gonna see uh, plants such as pansies, primulas, um, some of the petunias, some of the things that can take a cooler weather. So some of the things I'm looking at right now, um, so they have lots of little transplants here, lots of trees and shrubs that can grow everything from oleander to cypresses. And one of the interesting things is that for the small plants, the ones we, we usually use, these little two or four inch plastic pots, they use plastic bags, black plastic bags that have been fashioned into a cylinder shape, and that's where they sew things, and they take the cuttings and put them into there too and grow them out. In fact, these local nurseries do not bring in transplants from other places and, and finish them here. They will take the cuttings off mother plants uh, and propagate them themselves, as well as seed different vegetables and flowers into those pots too. I even see things here like blueberries, for example, they grow in citrus. They grow uh, limes and kalamadin oranges here. I've seen some of those at the meditation center that I'm hanging out in. They have some beautiful, colorful plastic and and pots that they all use as hanging baskets, as well as on the ground pots bright reds and pinks and oranges and chartreuse colors. Uh, So they add a big splash of color even with the containers and with the plants that of course, that they're putting in them. So it's fun to kind of check out and see the similarities and the differences uh, between a nursery that would be in Vermont and one that's here in Northern India. And just noticing the climatic differences. I'm looking at a Norfolk Island pine that's ready to be put in the ground outside because they can grow those here too.
0: Well, not to make you work while you're on some holiday time, but listeners still have questions. So here is one from Bridport. He really wants to know what sorts of plants and flowers and things to add to his lawns and gardens to attract birds.
1: Archie, there's lots of different plants to grow to attract birds. One of the best things to do is grow some trees that have a lot of insects on them. Doug Tallamy did some great research about what he calls keystone species of trees. These are trees that will have a lot of different caterpillars, and of course, the caterpillars are important for birds that are raising their young. A pair of chickadees will need five to 6,000 caterpillars to raise their chicks from hatching all the way up to fledgling. Keystone species in our area include oaks, willows, poplars, birch, and cherry. So if you can have some of those trees in the landscape, that would be important. Of course, you want to leave snag trees too. These would be trees that might have holes for nesting in them. Leave thickets or brush piles around there for birds to hide in and have a water source nearby, whether it could be a pond, a stream, or even just a bird bath. And then grow some berry-producing shrubs. These would be native viburnums, dogwoods, amelanchia, aronia, for example, and seed-producing plants, uh, plants such as echinacea, rudbeckia, and sunflowers. These will provide that energy that birds need, whether they're migrating or spending the winter here.
0: Thanks so much, Charlie. Safe travels.
1: You're welcome, Mary, and I'll be seeing you in the garden.